don't be afraid to tell the just tell the truth and see where the chips land. Sometimes it's up to the other person to to take the feedback and you just got to give it the best you can. You know, you suck, you're the worst. Like they, their self-worth and their self-trust is so low that that attack of the whole loaf rather than the breadcrumbs is going to be too much. You have to gauge the right amount of feedback for the person. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Let's do some questions. We're having a little little uh, casual business dinner after this. I'm pretty excited about it. Some hamburgers and some fries from downstairs. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to do some Our questions. listeners must think we eat terrible because we always talk about I know, burgers. I know. Man. Well, again, if I talk to you about the, you know, the, the turkey and rice I'll be eating yeah. the rest of the week. It's just not that, not that fun. Greek yogurt, all that. Amy, what's happening? Hey. 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 Ha- happy, happy Labor Day. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Happy Labor Day to you guys, thank too. Thank you. Um, what do you do if you've had a courageous conversation with someone and they don't change at all? Oh, that's that's great. Um, I think it depends on a couple things. Do you actually know what the outcome that you wanted was? That's one thing. Oh, let me just look at this question here. It's gone. Oh, there you go. Okay. Ask yourself a simple question. Is the conversation I had, is the result of the conversation I had a deal breaker? Did I actually communicate it properly? Because there's there's two things that happen. You can have a courageous conversation or you can have a courageous conversation and actually get your point across. So I think there's like two different levels of that. If the person doesn't change, you have to either have another courageous conversation and tell them how important it is to you and why it's that important. I really believe at the end of the day, Taryn and I were having a conversation recently and, oh no, somebody messaged me and said, hey, how did you know Taryn was the one? And I said, honestly, because I know, I don't believe there's anybody out there better for me and I know we can be together forever if we choose. Like I know that we are good enough at communicating that we can be together forever if we choose, I know that we can actually have the difficult conversations. And if the conversation doesn't go well, we can have another difficult conversation. Maybe this person isn't focused on growth. So maybe they don't want to change. I think that's an important distinction. Not everybody is going to take a courageous, difficult conversation and run with it. Maybe that person isn't ready yet. If they don't change at all, you either try it again Reflect and figure out, did I get my point across? Ask yourself, am I willing to try this again? Is this a deal breaker? Or I did my due diligence, I don't feel like it's worth it. Uh, Kevin answered this very thoroughly, so I'll be quick with it. If someone has deep, deep, deep insecurity and low self-belief, they're probably going to appease at first not to lose you, and then they're not going to be able to maintain that. Um, if people don't have a growth mindset, they probably won't change in the long term. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. It's hard to impose a teacher on somebody. So one of the coolest parts about this podcast is we have thousands of people, 
hundreds of thousands of listens all over the world, these are voluntary. We're not forcing anyone to listen to our show. So like everyone on this show listening to this mic wants feedback. They want to get to the next level. And so I think that if someone doesn't change after you've had a difficult conversation, within reason, you got to right. give you got to give them time to try to change. But a lot of times maybe they just don't believe in themselves. Maybe they just appeased you just to make you happy in the moment to make it go away. Maybe they just swept it under the rug. Maybe they don't have enough why power to change. In other words, enough reasons. I want to enunciate that why power because um, a lot of times people think you're saying something racist and you're not. And so there's a lot of reasons why this might be happening, but it comes down to this core aspirations, core values, core beliefs. At the end of the day, why do we have difficult conversations to get back in alignment? Okay. One person leaves dishes in the sink. One person doesn't like that. Let's get back in alignment. Okay. I like to batch the dishes, you know, as we go. Okay. You like to have them done once a day. Okay. Awesome. Let's drive to five. We'll do them once a day. Cause it's not that big a deal to me. Super simple. Right. And if someone's not changing, you have to decide like, is this enough outside of alignment? Is this a core value in conflict that I, that's a non-negotiable for me? And Emilia and Bianca, they have a podcast called the Why Power Podcast. And it's all about why you do what you do and the cho- choices you make. They did an episode called Relationship Standards where you have musts, must-nots, and negotiables in every single relationship. Must, must-not, and negotiable. For Kevin and I, honesty. Like integrity and trust and honesty. Like we are in each other's finances every single day and we trust each other to that level where like if I wanted to, I could spend a lot of Kevin's money. I'm going to show up and, with a boat. Yeah, yeah, and vice versa. But we trust each other and we know that would break rapport in a way that's irreparable. So and I know where you, it. I also know where you live. That's also true. So. <laughs> yeah, at least he thinks he does. No, I'm kidding. But the key is, is this a big enough issue to where, because remember, full ownership. If you're in the relationship, friendship, family member, business partner, it is your responsibility because you're choosing to be there. And so if this person's not changing, now you have a choice. Either have another difficult conversation, like Kevin said, or you have to leave the relationship or at least change the dynamic. And they got to know why it's important too. Like go to the need that's not being met. If it's like, hey, I really wish we talk about finances more. Why? Oh, because I feel super uncertain. And I'm not sure what's going on. Mm. I think if you dig a little bit deeper, that helps too. More context. And usually it's around insecurity if it's not changing. Usually there's a trauma under there too. So just, seek resources just and help. get the last word, huh? Sorry, brother. Last word. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Go ahead, Amy. How do you set the stage even after leading with praise to have a difficult conversation? Well, I'll let Alan take that one. You say, we need to talk harshly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I would say, I hope you know how much you mean to me. I'm not trying to attack you here. We are good. I just want to give you reassurance. We're good. But I would love to rumble. Brene Brown uses rumble. Rumble is a good word. I would love to rumble with this. And ask them questions. I want to ask a couple questions. Like, what are your thoughts on this? And so setting the stage is actually super, super important. If you're going to a movie, you're expecting to see a movie. If you went to the movie theater and all of a sudden you saw a live play, you'd be very upset, right? So you have to set the stage, right? And the way you do that is say, you want to create psychological safety, you want to say, we're good, provide reassurance. And I just, I know that we can work through this and we're a team. We're a team here. And that mentality is everything. Like we're a team. We're going to get through this. 
you know, challenges make us stronger, that kind of mindset. That's how you set the stage. And I think it's also important that just setting the stage isn't just a one-time thing. It's like you, because there's parts of this conversation. It's not just you say everything you want to say and then it's done. It's usually there's some back and forth. So yes, lead with praise, make sure the person feels loved, secure, safe, but also make sure that your responses are patient and understanding. I, I also think it's one of those things of, you have to you have to be certain, but not ego-driven. You so, have to- So important. You have to have that level of certainty. I had somebody reach out to me, and this is one of the hardest things ever for me, but it also unlocked something in me that was very, very powerful. This person reached out and said, hey, can you be the friend you used to be for me? And I, I thought about it, and I think I was part of me was triggered because it felt like I was being called out, but I also knew I wasn't showing up the way that that person expected or wanted. And I, again, nothing but love for this person, this person I have so much love for. And I, I thought about it and I said, what is my truth here? Like, what is my non-ego driven truth? And I said, okay. And I basically said, I love you. I know we have a lot in our past together. I know we've had some amazing experiences together. I know we've just had so much nostalgia together. We grew up together. Honestly, no, I, I can't be the person that you want me to be. I wish I could genuinely, like I genuinely do vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerability. Like I really wish I could. And I know there's a lot of people who wish I could, but these are the reasons I can't. Like I have a business, you know, when I, I was $30,000 in debt when I had this conversation. I have to get clients. Like if I don't put food on the table, it doesn't end up there. So like for me building the business right now, unapologetically but kindly is what I have to do. Like I traded everything for this, everything. I can't fail. Like, I can't fail. And this is what I think is right for me, for Alan, for the team, for my family. I wish I could. And I will be here in the way that I can. But unfortunately, it's not going to be the way that it used to be. I hope you'll understand. And this person ended up messaging me back and saying, thank you for that. And we've been talking since. It's not like it used to be. We're not really spending time together or anything. But I think me telling my truth is what I had to do. And I think they took it in a great way. So that's what I would say is like, don't be afraid to tell the, just tell the truth and see where the chips land. Sometimes it's up to the other person to, to take the feedback and you just got to give it the best you can. What's going on, everybody? My name is Brandon Lowe. I am the host of the Decide and Design podcast, and I'm also part of the NLU team. I wanted to give a shout out to Kevin and Alan real quick. So when I first started working for Kevin and Alan, they asked me, what kind of skills do you have? What, what can you bring to the table? And I was honest and transparent with them. I was like, I don't have a lot of computer skills. I don't have a lot of sales skills or business skills, but I'm willing to work hard. And they decided to take a chance on me and give me a huge opportunity based off of my character. And when they did that, that really showed me what, what types of people that Kevin and Alan are. I mean, amazing guys who really have been mentoring me, coaching me, and taking me under their wing and completely changing my life. I now host a podcast. I'm on the team. I'm connecting with amazing people and I'm becoming the man that I was truly meant to be. And it's because of these two amazing guys. I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. I love you guys. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And if you have the chance to work with Kevin and Alan, I highly, highly recommend it. How do I respond if I'm on the receiving end of a difficult conversation and I don't respect the other person's opinion? 
punch him in the throat. <laughs> we no. are no. Uh, do you want to take that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do I respond? <laughs> punch him in the throat. Still no. No, I'm just totally kidding about that. Totally kidding. You have to. I would say so. We have the the pinball analogy. If you're feeling triggered, which you probably are because in your mind you're justifying like, okay, this person, I don't like them, so how dare they give me this feedback? Let that jump around, let that bounce around, let that pain, let that offense or offended part of you jump around and then calmly respond with whatever your truth is. Or, and again, I'll give you the two ways. It's not punch them in the throat. It's not what I'm going to say, I promise. If you're not ready to have that level of a vulnerable conversation, just say thank you very much for the feedback. I'll see where that falls and end the conversation. Not every time is not necessarily the opportunity or the time to have a difficult conversation. Alan was going through, do you mind if I tell the story about the negative review? Oh, not at all. Alan so, and I were going through a very kind oh, yeah. but truthful time in our communication. We were supposed to have a guest on the show because we were in a pinch and we researched this person. We're like, ah, I don't think that's going to work. We sent him a heart-driven, genuine, honest, like, hey, we jeffed you. We were in a pinch. We should have done more research. We're sorry for wasting your time. We shouldn't have done this. It's not a good fit. It's not a good fit. Like, just being honest. And this person actually left us a bad review, a negative review. Said, like, these guys are fake. They don't know what they're talking about. He's never listened to the show, so he doesn't know that. But sometimes, if you try to have a difficult conversation with somebody who's not ready, it doesn't go so well. So if you feel like you're on the receiving end and you can have an honest back and forth, do it. If not, sometimes you just tuck your tail, say, thank you so much for the feedback. I'll see where it lands and go. I think if you don't respect the other person's opinion, I think that's um, maybe a deeper rooted, why are you in the relationship with them? Uh, I think that that actually is fascinating. And I appreciate whoever asked this question because this is a big mirror even for me. Because I do think, if I'm honest, I do think I've been on the receiving end of difficult conversations and difficult feedback with people that I didn't subconsciously respect. Mm. I'll give you an example. I remember someone um, made fun of me for the way that I deadlift. And this person has never consistently gone to the gym in their entire life. They're completely and utterly out of shape and, and getting worse. And... I guess they uh, had a family member who was once a personal trainer. And, and so they apparently know more than I do about deadlifting when I was literally at the time a fitness coach, a fitness competitor. You know, like Kevin has done bodybuilding shows. He actually won a bodybuilding show. See, his feedback of like, Alan, I don't know if you're going to win the show is very different than someone who quite literally not only has never done a show, but has never been in shape. And so... If you don't respect someone's opinion, I wouldn't take the advice or the feedback at all. Because the reason you don't ex respect the opinion is probably there is because they're what I call uh, someone who puts people under the cloak of perception. These are people who don't have actual merit. They don't have actual expertise. They uh, basically, there's two ways to have the tallest building. Okay. You have the self-belief and the work ethic and the virtue to build your own building up, build yourself up, self-worth, self-belief. Or you tear everyone else's building down. I think most advice comes from insecurity and fear. They want to see you win, maybe. I don't think they do, actually. So three columns to answer this question. Three columns if you're out there listening. 
First column to have difficult conversations with are people in your life who you sincerely and honestly know have your best interest at heart regardless of themselves. They want to see you succeed. And you know those people. You know those people. Okay? Number two. Second column. Apathetic. They don't really care if you win or lose. They love you regardless. They're not there. They don't love you because of your genius zone or your dreams. They love whoever you are. Right now. They love you for the now. They don't really care if you win, but they're, they're not taking wind out of your sails, but they're not pouring wind into it either. And then the third column. This is the type that I think this person's asking. And I've been on the receiving end of a lot of feedback from a lot of people who, quite frankly, do not know what they're talking about at all. Certainly not more than me. Third type, people who actually subconsciously, their insecurity, their subconscious, their fear, want to see you lose because they don't want to lose you. And they know deep down that you would leave them behind if they knew the truth of, of that. So these are the wolves in, wolves in sheep's clothing. They are out there. And your intuition knows the truth, okay? Maybe consciously they want to root for you, but their subconscious wants you to lose and they want to see you lose. And you guys know that this is true. So if that's the case and you don't respect their opinion, I would question why you're in a relationship and what's the type of relationship. I think we have an episode on Wednesday all about the... Yes, the types. The the types types. and, and why you have to be careful with insecure feedback because it's usually somebody else's fears. Fire. Amy? A close family member of mine tends to take things to heart and is really sensitive. How do you express your truth to someone who can't necessarily handle it? Um, I believe that the level of truth somebody can take is directly correlated with their level of Mm -hmm. self-belief. So I think it's probably as simple and not simple, but breadcrumb it. This is why it's so important to have proactive. It's like... I think what happens, and this is what happens to me, is when I get the courage to express a truth, I throw it all at once. It's almost like it's like, um, you don't need a slice of pizza. I'm going to give you the whole pizza because I'm ready to give you the whole pizza and you got to be ready to eat the whole pizza. Oh, yeah. Where if you just breadcrumb it a little bit, a little bit, it might not even seem like you're giving feedback, but if it's 1% more than it was last time, that person, it might be 40% for that person. So I would say minimize and breadcrumb and just plan on playing the long, long, long game when it comes to that. And also ask yourself, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much belief does this person have versus how much truth am I going to give them? I mean, think about it. When you're, say you have a, a child in kindergarten and they come home, you do not tell them their finger painting sucks, even if it looks like, you know, it's, it's just terrible. You just say like, oh, that's awesome. Like, good for you. You did a great job. 10 years from then, when they have more belief in themselves, you can say like, this is what I would do to make it a little bit better, a little bit better. So that's what I would say. Just depending on the amount of belief they have, give them an aligned amount of feedback, truth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If someone can't handle it, just understand, like Kevin said, there's a deep lack of self-belief. Remember this, if someone doesn't believe in their own ability to change, they're not going to ever want feedback. They're never going to like, okay, their self-trust is really, really low. We've all done this. Okay, how many people out there right now listening, just think about this. How many times have you let yourself down in fitness? Like, I know some people who have let themselves down over, I'm going on a diet. Oh, failed the diet. Oh, going on a diet. Oh, failed the diet. They have no self-trust. Eventually, they stop even trying. So 
then all of a sudden, if you come out and say, hey, you've never succeeded in fitness, like, you know, you suck, you're the worst, like, they, their self-worth and their self-trust is so low that that attack of the whole loaf rather than the breadcrumbs is going to be too much. You have to gauge the right amount of feedback for the person. One of the best parts about coaching is that people pay you for feedback. I have some clients who are multimillionaires and they are super, super successful. And quite frankly, I will be honest with everyone, there is a correlation between success and the amount of feedback you can take. There's a direct correlation, actually. And some of my clients are much earlier on and they can't handle as much. They have delicate sensibility, okay? They have less self-belief, less self-worth, less reps, okay? They can't squat 500 pounds of truth. They can only squat 200 pounds of truth. Just like you're going to treat a second grader a little different than someone in 12th grade. As you should, by the way. One of the reasons I went to WPI is the standards. I went from one of the smartest kids in my entire high school, mathematically and intellectually, to one of the regular people. Like I remember being like, oh my God, everyone here is a genius. It's a, it's a, a bigger pond. A big, I went from the, the pond of Uxbridge to the ocean you know, of, of WPI, which is kind of like a mini, mini MIT for those of you who don't know. And so I got a lot of truth at once. My first engineering class, I failed. I got what's called an NR, no record. Spent all that money, no, no record. First class, failed. Ended up graduating with high distinction because after that I found the smartest people I could and did everything I could to succeed. Just understand that was a lot of feedback, just like me stepping on stage, getting all that feedback at once. You, you don't want to cause trauma. Trauma is too much feedback at once. Someone gets in a car accident, they have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, too much feedback at once. Versus someone who is training for a race car driver and you actually hit bumps proactively to learn how to handle when you're going to crash. And so that's the analogy I would use is like you have to make sure you understand where the person actually is. Just remember most people are not, not most people. Some people have a deflated view of self. Some people have an inflated view of self. This I made this mistake a bunch, and then we'll go. I know we got to go. I When people are around me, they mirror me. And this is a natural human tendency. And if I have high self-confidence and high self-belief, people around me appear to me to have tons of self-confidence and self-belief because they're mirroring me. So I think they can handle more than they can, and then I give them more truth than they can handle, and then they resent me later and make me a villain. And so it's just really important to understand that you're being mirrored. If you have very low self-belief and very low self-value and you and I get in a room, you're probably going to think on some subconscious level that I'm less, I have less belief than I really do because I'm not going to overwhelm you with my belief and start talking about all the dreams I have. But the same is the opposite. You're probably going to pretend to have more self-belief than you really have. So you have to be careful of people trying to synchronize and how much truth you can give somebody. Boom! Amy, thank you as always. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to eat burgers now. Oh, yeah. Also, tomorrow, group coaching, group number four starts 6 p.m.? Yes. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, same time as this. Couple spots left. Seriously, apply right now because we will be filling this completely by tomorrow without a question. So please apply right now. It's literally $97 a month. You'll be on a peak performing team. I mean... It's going to be unbelievable. If you want focus, if you want clarity, if you want to finally have a tracking system that will help you get to your goals, if you feel lost and confused right now, this will help you get on track. And we have 30 people who have graduated from group coaching who would attest to that. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we love you. 
We will talk to you all tomorrow if you're listening to this either live or the replay. And as always, we do not have fans. We have family. We love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, Amy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.